Hey, this is Mohani Love from Let's Talk About It. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started.
Welcome to Mohani Loves Podcast. Let's talk about it. Today, guys, and listen, it, this is for all people, but I want the women to really listen up because we are going to go on this wonderful journey with someone who's, I mean, this lady is very knowledgeable. Her name is Ann Allen. She's an RN, Advanced Grief Recovery Specialist, Reiki Master, Speaker, and is an advocate for real and honest recovery from grief, loss, and finding joy in living again. She has a very unique approach by using specific steps, not therapy, and optional energy Reiki support that gets her clients unstuck and back into their lives again. As a speaker and podcast guest, she engages the audience on a heart-to-heart level and ends the idea that grief is a taboo subject. She has helped many, many people create peace out of pain, comfort out of loss, and hope out of despair. Her clients report that her compassion, empathy, and really understanding them has helped them get back into their lives with a renewed sense of hope and purpose. When she's not helping people or animals, She's relaxing with a binge-worthy TV show or doing something creative. She adores speed. And since she, she's been skydiving, nothing is fast enough for her here on earth, that is. And let's talk about it. <laughs> Hello, Mahani. Hello. You are amazing. <laughs> So I'll, I'll get right into it to ask, because this is, what is grief and loss? You know, I'm so pleased you asked that question, because here's the deal. People think of grief as just being death. They think of it as losing someone that's um, very important to them. And indeed, it is. But the whole thing around grief and loss you know sometimes we're really challenged or stuck in our lives and often we just really don't know why and we have so much pain and we're not understanding perhaps where it comes from so grief and loss really are things that um, can happen with something very small or something very large so if we break it down I use a couple of definitions that worked really well for me so um, grief is the normal and natural conflicting emotions we have for a loss that's significant to us you'll notice i say significant and loss is considered the end of or change in a familiar behavior or pattern related to a person place or thing now i know that's a very long-winded way of saying what loss is but Mm -hmm. anytime we change the way we do something or we relate to somebody such as we get married or we have a baby Um, people often say really that's loss just think about it for a moment if it's significant to us and we've had a huge change in our lives then yes we will grieve over over it yeah I know I know it's it's it really opens a lot of people's eyes uh, when we talk about that retirement is another one you know it's a it's these are all bittersweet things they're, they're very nice things to happen to us but now you've lost financial income or a steady income that you you might have been dependent on you've changed your identity you've changed your routine you've changed how you relate to people so if that's significant to you you're going to grieve over it yes it's so true 
Thank you for explaining that because it's when you hear the word grief, the fact that it's always used with death, that's what you relate it to. At least, you know. Exactly. That's what we relate. No, but I um I want to talk about pain and how pain can show up when you're stressed or if something's going on in your life. And it can show up in your back, your leg, your arm, your finger, your neck, your head. And you're like, where's this coming from? And automatically you run to the doctor and you're like, oh, this is what's going on. And they may diagnose it as this when it's really because you didn't release something from your, you know, your mental state. Yeah, no, you bring up a very good point, Mahani. A lot of people will have pain uh, simply because when we're in emotional pain, we'll do anything we can to not have to feel it. And we will try and block it, we'll try and and, uh, do things that will make us feel better. But in the end, I'm a true believer of of metaphysical manifestation. And what Mm. that means is your body will mirror what what you're feeling and it will come out somewhere, some way, that's usually not very pleasant. And certainly I've I've experienced that many times myself and I see many other people experience it as well. Um, But there's a lot of of, uh, work, a lot of... um, conjecture around unresolved grief as well specifically and a lot of people get depression confused with grief they talk about compounded grief they talk about anticipatory grief survivor grief all of these things and in the end grief is grief it's just Mm -hmm. grief is just simply grief and it will manifest itself however it's going to in our bodies and it may not be very pleasant for people Wow. And then some people, because I think I shared with you, um, for a whole year, I was limping. Uh Pain, And the pain was so bad when I would go to step up, to step down on that leg was hard. And it felt like it was in the hip, Uh the knee, the foot. And I, but I was also upset. I was also angry at someone. You know, (laughs) a man, a situation. It was just, I had a lot going on. Mm -hmm. And now, like I discussed with you, I did a little intermittent fasting. My mind is clearing up where I'm focusing. It's a focus, I believe, at least for me. I had to focus and turn it somewhere else. But I still believe it's still there somewhere. I want it gone. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, things have, you know, our bodies are are amazing, amazing things. They will, they will heal themselves so well if we'll just step back and get out of the way and let it happen a lot of the time. Now see that? Get out of the way. I always (laughs) hear that. How do you do that? (laughs) Well, first of all, we have to place a lot of trust in ourselves and our bodies, but I do want to make something very clear. You know, I'm, I'm always tell people this first, please, please, before you do anything, make sure you do go and get yourself checked out by the doctor. It's very yes. important. Always make sure you take that step first. Yeah. And then, you know, look at other areas in your life, other modalities that you can use that might give you clarity as well. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But always, always take the best possible care you can to make sure that you get medical attention first. I did. And guess what the doctor said? Well, I have the three or four doctors. <laughs> look what they they said oh it's arthritis mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Um, here goes some pain. I got pain, uh, what you call it to release the uh, relaxant, mm -hmm. muscle relaxants, mm -hmm. uh, painkill. And I listen, I'm 50 years old, don't take pills for anything, never had an issue health wise. Mm -hmm. I'm healthy. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at him, I'm looking at them going, and I, I went to a third opinion. Oh, it's arthritis. They look at my age, they look at the limp, and it's and I'm like, no, it's really something else. And they're like, but nothing else is wrong. So but now look at me don't need the cane i left the cane alone six six to eight months ago um it was my mental state so it showed me how strong my mind was so yes i did get professional help first mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and i love what you just said it shows you how strong your mind is mm -hmm. and here's the thing we were talking about this before people will do anything virtually anything to avoid feeling the pain mentally as we talked about um, but it will manifest in another way and like I said it's, it's usually not very pleasant so your mind is able to do many many wonderful things your mind is able to allow you to heal but I'm going to give you a little secret here uh -huh. we will only heal to the point that we think we're worth it now that might sound it's a very scathing thing to say but it's very true being an RN and having helped many people over the years I've seen this truth we will only allow ourselves in our lives what we think we're worth mm. you have a look around at your life what you've got is what you think you're worth and you know I told you before I like to cut straight through to it because yes <laughs> we often try and and frill things up in our lives but honestly it's whatever you've got in front of you that's what you think you're worth if you if you're living in a mansion then that's what you think you're worth if you're wow. living in a car that's what you think you're worth now you know I understand there's extenuating circumstances obviously and I might be oversimplifying it but really that's what it comes down to so if I if you said Anne, I have a headache and I say here take an aspirin or an Advil mm -hmm. and you know that this pill is going to work it's been tried and true right I mean we, we, we know that this this is likely to to um, to to heal your headache right. but you're only going to allow that pill to work as much as you think it's worth mm. how much you believe in it right it's exactly so in other words if you gave me a sugar pill and told me this gets rid of all pain and I believed in that pill it would probably go away <laughs> well, that's how placebos work yeah yeah <laughs> but let me ask you this so what are some of the things that people say that can keep us stuck well that's a really good question I love that because here's the thing before mm -hmm. I answer that question I just want to kind of talk about this for a little bit okay what's the first thing that happens when somebody is grieving when somebody's had a big loss what, what what do people do normally cry cry okay and then what do what do people you know like friends and family what do they do how do they reach out to you what do, what do they say how do they um they reach out honestly because I recently lost my father they reach out for you at the time and say do you need anything I'll be there for you. But then after the funeral and all the stuff is gone, everybody's gone. Huh. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And then what are some of the things that they say to you when they reach out to you? Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. My uh -huh. condolences. Um, uh -huh. Some people may say, don't cry. It'll get better. Uh -huh. uh, some people uh -huh. will say, um, 
let's go out let me take you out the house get out the house go for walks keep on going so but you get the majority you get sorry for your loss and my condolences you get more of that that than the other um okay and then you might have heard other people talk about this too because every situation is unique but i hear it over and over and over again the things that people say to us they're saying i mean you just you just told me basically people are telling you not to feel bad and yeah, yeah. Why, why would you not feel bad because your heart is probably broken yeah right and then people will yes they'll take you out of the house they'll try and keep you busy because yes. they want you to take your mind off it right yeah and then other people will tell you inadvertently to grieve alone now what does that mean what happens we get people who uh, are looking at us they're trying to avoid us we know that they don't really want to talk, talk to, to you because yeah. they don't know what to say <laughs> so they're giving us the message like mm, i don't really want to be here because this is making me uncomfortable so what does that make you do that makes you behave in a different way and you usually end up grieving alone you usually end up being isolated um and then of course a lot of people will say oh it just takes time time heals every wound yes um yeah absolutely uh and then be strong you know you've got to be strong for the rest of the family you've got to you've got to put on a united front for everybody and you know show up and and not fall apart and i i challenge people with this one all the time and they said well i can't break down for my kids and i said why and they said well you know i've got to be strong i've got to i've got to hold it together why yeah. I mean, I drive my people crazy because I'm always asking why, why do you why? Because, well, because that's what we do. It's like, no, here's the thing, guys. When we're grieving, we are at our most vulnerable. When we're grieving, we are usually in so much pain. We don't know what the heck is going on. We don't know which way is up. A lot of the time we're in fog. We're in so much pain. We, we don't, we're, we're so, um, so scared with our emotions because they're so real they're so raw so mm. we're extremely vulnerable and i'm going to just cut straight through and tell you people will reach out and they will you know most people are, are very compassionate well-meaning and they come from a place of love which is fantastic mm -hmm. they're reaching out to you because they want to take the pain away mm -hmm. they want yeah, right they want to take the pain away yeah that's that's normal and natural in the beginning but guess what after what? a certain amount of time just like you said after the funeral after everything else they start to go away and then they start to look at you like why aren't you getting better mm. why you know it's been three weeks aren't you over <laughs> <it> yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, I'm laughing at it, but it's it's so sad because I hear this all the time. Or people have crazy notions of how long it should take. Oh, in a couple of years, you'll be dating again. In three years, you'll be married again. You know, it takes a couple of years to get over this. And, you know, why aren't you starting to feel better? And so here's the deal. Grief is extremely inconvenient. Mm -hmm. It just is. It, it's, it's, it, it can really just come at us like a like like we, we're just not prepared for it and unfortunately we don't know how, how to deal with it we don't know what to say we don't know how to actually support most people mm -hmm. so 
I'm seeing someone grieving. I don't know what to say. I go up to them and I give them some kind of platitude. Oh, it'll be better. Don't worry. You're only given what you're strong enough to handle, or or、uh, one of the other millions of cliches. And you know, I'm trying to make you feel better. And then after a while, I'm seeing you're not getting better. And then I don't know what to do. And so I start to avoid you. And now you are becoming very difficult to be around because it's bringing up my own feelings of not knowing what to do. And I just wish you'd be. Yourself again, so that my life can get back to normal. Your life can get back to normal, and everything's just fine and dandy.、Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know that sounds scathing, but it's the truth. Grief is completely inconvenient, and it challenges us in ways that we don't want to be challenged because most of us don't want to feel. We want to think, we don't want to feel.、Mm-hmm. Well, what about the person that's grieving but don't know it? Ha!、Ah, that's a really good question.、Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times we have feelings and we have no idea where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people actually know that there's something going on in their lives. They're not sure what what is happening,、um, but they know they're just not feeling feeling good. They know their lives not as happy as they can be,、mm-hmm. and a lot of the time it can come from unresolved grief. And I kind of liken it to a stack of pancakes, if you will. <laughs> So, <laughs> if you imagine for every loss that you have that's significant to you,、uh-huh. a pancake, right? Let's say you know you've lost your your mom. That's a pancake.、Uh-huh. Then you lose a dog. That's a pancake. Well, I really did lose my dad, so I got a pancake. You got a pancake. <laughs> you got a pancake.、Um, and then let's say you lose your job. That's another pancake. Let's、uh-huh. say you have to move to relocate for、um, for. School or something—that's another pancake.、Mm-hmm. So any time that it's significant to you, you're going to have that stack of pancakes. Now, what do we normally put on pancakes? We put maple syrup because it tastes good, right? Or some kind of syrup. Butter. <laughs> I put butter and syrup. Okay. There you go. I love that <laughs> butter and syrup. Okay, good.、It、makes it even worse.、Right? It does. <laughs> because now, if you imagine your emotions being like syrup. You know, they're just gonna go down over this entire stack of pancake,、mm. and do you really know which emotion goes with which loss? Do you really know what? No. Exactly, you don't. So now you end up with this massive emotions. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what it's related to, and that's really how grief can show up in a lot of people's lives. They're walking around like they know they're not feeling good. They know that there's there's all these emotions, and they're not really sure where they're coming from. So I hope that makes sense. But that's usually totally makes sense. <laughs> what would be some good things that our listeners should know to help themselves? Just、oh, basic、yeah. things to help themselves. Yeah, thank you.、Um, you know, I like to keep things really simple. I, I truly do, and I tell people, please, please, please. First of all, don't consider yourself as broken. Because I hear so many people, they say I'm broken. It's like, no, you're not broken. <laughs> you're not broken. Your heart probably is, but you're not broken. You're grieving, or you're in pain. So please, 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 don't consider yourself broken. You're having a normal, natural reaction to grief. I'm going to say that again. You're having a normal, natural reaction. Now, this can be all the way from being happy, being. Um, blase, not caring, all the way up to like a homicidal rage. I mean, some people are just so scared of their emotions because they've never felt anger the way they've felt before. Now, obviously, I tell people not to act on it, but <laughs> it's not a. But I want them to understand that what they're feeling is normal and natural. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, if you feel you're going to hurt yourself or hurt somebody else, then you must get help. Help, <laughs> obviously. Um, but it's not um, it's not um, abnormal for people to have those feelings. So meet yourself where you are. I mean, mm-hmm. really, just like uh, here I am. I'm right here. This is what I got to deal with. You may have just had a recent loss, or it might be many years ago. Mm-hmm. Either way, there's probably going to be pain if there are undelivered communications around that loss, because at the basis of it, grief is all about undelivered communications. It's the different, better, more, the hopes, dreams, and expectations, the if onlys, oh shoulda, coulda, woulda. All of these things are what keep us trapped in our grief. So we have to be gentle with ourselves as we really come to understand what that means, and then be very realistic. You know, is this loss? Pre- presenting sorry preventing me from fully showing up and engaging in your life is it stopping you from enjoying your life is it stopping yeah. others from being able to live their lives so be realistic you know is it really something you need to look at and do you need help around that and what kind of help do you need so yeah. those are the things that i would would recommend for people you know just be real with yourself if it's stopping you from having a, a happy, fulfilling, thriving life, then do something about it. If it's something that's like, eh, you know, maybe, maybe not, then that's your decision. But if it's stopping you from living a, a full, healthy life and others, you're probably going to need help. Well, what would you like for them to take away? Well, like I said loss and grief they're a normal and natural part of life and this is so important guys you can't take someone's pain away you just can't and it's really new for me because of course I work with grievers every day and I see their pain and my heart goes out to them but I can't take their pain away and you have to understand that especially if you're working with children um, and just the, the the actual pain of not being able to take someone else's pain away can be overwhelming too when you see someone hurting so much but when you come to understand you can't take someone's pain away they have to they have to be the ones to work through this so you need to take care of yourself first kind of like the old adage put on your own oxygen mask before you can help others because mm-hmm. it's just not going to it's just not going to help you or them mm-hmm. and grief is really going to turn your life upside down it really is very inconvenient we talked about that mm-hmm. and very very importantly there is no expiration date for grief please wow <laughs> things are not going to happen by a certain amount of time because everybody's grief is different and please hear me when i say this never compare your loss to somebody else's you're doing everybody a disservice when you do that every relationship is unique absolutely no exceptions there's no expiration there's no oh my grief is worse than yours it's what's important and significant to you and know know how you feel know the warning signs of others for someone who might need help as well and just be real just be real and tell the truth about how you feel so here's something that I love because I'm looking at your website. I want to go over there and look at that for a little while. You you wrote your a quote. It says, please don't stay stuck in your grief. It's a half-lived, and I know the dot, dot, dot. Mm. Half-lived everything. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. I love that. 
It really is. It's like if we stay trapped in our grief, or it's just going to be a life half lived. We're just not going to be able to fully express ourselves because when we shut down for grief, we're shutting down our emotions. And if we're shutting down our emotions around grief, we're likely shutting them down around others too. We're not allowing ourselves to be happy or to express ourselves fully. Yes. Or sometimes you can um, bring, try to bring others down with you without you even knowing you're doing it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. you have intuitive reading support sessions. Mm-hmm. You yes. have the free find your way back consultation. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Reiki session. But this is the one we got to the animal Reiki. Let me tell you about my Yorkie, right? Now, you know, Yorkies, they're really excited dogs anyway. Oh, I love Yorkies. But when we got this one, he could fit in the palm of our hand. Oh. And my twins were five years old. My oldest son might have been seven or eight. Mm-hmm. So the thing was, he had fun. It was only him, one boy dog. So, you know, I had kids because, you know, that's a dog that needs to have kids. Right. So now he's who he is. The twins are 17, the other son's all the So he's just bad. What do you mean he's bad? Okay, if I. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to let him, you know, he'll come in here. I let him lay over there on the floor. He'll jump on the foot of the bed. I'll kick him off because we go through this thing, me and him. Yeah, I know. He got upset with me and I found number two in my bedroom to get me back. Uh-huh. So I kick him out the room and he marches back and forth in front of my door late at night. I hear his little paws. So uh-huh. it's just he and he's so excited. He's uh-huh. all over the place. Now, how does Reiki help animals? In what way does it help them? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you're asking one question, but wanting the solution. <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you one more story about him. I have to tell you this. Okay. I actually have the video. I had a birthday party. I was given a birthday party. And um, my son brought over his little puppy he just got. got. My Yorkie was so jealous. He took a balloon. It was a balloon on the floor. Do you know he lifted the balloon up? And he was hitting the balloon up the whole while at the party so everybody could look at him? Mm-hmm. That's who I live with. So now. It sounds like you have a little diva on your hand. Like <laughs> Yes, his name is Nismo. Oh, his name is what? Lismo? Niz- Nismo. It's an expensive car. The boys name him N I Z M O. Oh, okay. I'm so, not familiar with that. But okay, me well. neither. <laughs> okay. So, how does Reiki help animals? Well, the whole idea with Reiki is that it is a it's a healing modality that's that's found its origins. Um, in Japan, I won't go into too much detail, but okay. basically, what um, any any Reiki practitioner is going to be doing is to be offering the Reiki to the person or the animal. And there's a saying that we use that Reiki knows what to do and where to go. So basically, we offer we're like a conduit, if you will, 
Nice. We uh, we we actually channel the the universal energy through us into or to the person or the um, the animal, and then they take into it as much as they feel comfortable. Just like we're talking about the analogy with the aspirin and the headache. You know, whatever you feel you deserve, whatever you feel you are willing to allow to happen, and that energy finds the balance within the body and allows it to heal. To the extent that they want it to heal. Now, animals are, are very different as far as uh, wanting and allowing healing because humans, we we're very emotional creatures. Animals are straight up; they live in the now. They they <laughs> they, they, they you know now not to say they don't have very strong personalities. <laughs> of course, they do. I love animals; they're yeah. a passion of mine. But um, they are more open, shall we say, to receiving the energy, and they'll take what they need. It could be five minutes. It could be thirty minutes. It's entirely up to them. You know, I've had animals that are sitting there. It's like they have five seconds, and they get up and walk away. It's like, oh, okay, I guess we're done. Um, wow. <laughs> and other animals, you know, will will take what what they wish. Other animals simply won't. It's like, well, I'm not having any of that. I don't want that. <laughs> well, I want to take these this this amount of time i want you to talk about where your business is located um your information you know for anyone well i'm actually i'm actually located in vancouver washington washington state Mm -hmm. um and all of my um all of my services that you see listed there on my website are available either in person or um via zoom or for the reiki distant reiki so i can cover anybody anywhere in the world literally nice yeah yeah Um, share your website it is heal your life Uh, sorry (laughs) oh my (laughs) i don't even have my own website (laughs) heal your grief healyourlife.com well guys i hope that you have received some wonderful information um you've connected with everything we've talked about because i actually did and you can look forward to having tea with ann and me i just like the way tea sound with me you know i put it like that (laughs) and i will be posting that when it's time thank you for listening to mohani loves podcast let's talk about it and always know that i love you